With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Outsiders Boxing Podcast midweek show coming at you in full effect live Wednesday, March 27th. You know how we do each and every Wednesday, giving you the realest in boxing talk. First off, I want to give a shout-out to all the new listeners. You know, we're getting a little little more steam, a little more traction as we, you know, been putting almost a year and a half into work. We're seeing the traction, seeing the numbers grow. I want to thank you. I want to welcome all the new listeners. Trust me, real soon we'll be get we'll be getting on that YouTube platform, you know, be able to reach a little, you know, put our reach a little more wider, and you know, make something happen. But today, title of this show is the Dark Days of March. You know, I'm not sure, but it seems around always around this time. It's a little lag in the boxing action as we're getting, you know, as we get ready for May and get ready for the summer. Um, So it's not a lot going on as far as quality championship boxing. You know, this weekend there is uh, Alexander Gobsky, whatever, I don't really know how to pronounce his name. He's putting up his WBC light heavyweight title up against some African guy that's 38-8 with 14 knockouts. Uh, so, you know, that is what it is on ESPN. We'll talk about that. Lipinitz versus Peterson on Sunday after the main show. Um, pretty good fight. We'll be able to talk about that. Uh, but besides that, not much going on. Usyk drops his – at first I read he drops his cruiserweight belts with an S. Then I'm looking more into it. He dropped his WBA belt, so he's no longer undisputed. I'll read a little more into that as the show goes on and see exactly what's going on. Uh, McGregor, Conor McGregor, uh, 0-1 as a boxer, but $100 million in the bank as a boxer. He retired from the UFC, at least that's what he said. And this is coming amongst right before that, right after he retired, he he got arrested for sexual assault. My man Pulev lip kissed the chick on live TV. Well, maybe maybe it was just not live TV, but on an interview after his win uh, last week. Well, two weekends ago. She didn't like that. I think her name was Jenny Sushi. Pretty good looking, like Asian, white looking chick with some big old lips. He kissed her. She didn't want it. He's probably about to get charged for a sexual assault. We'll talk about that. Bob Arum says Spence says he wants Crawford next. He gets past Khan. We'll talk about that. Not too much. Hopefully we can get you in 
get a good hour show in today. Nothing too long, nothing too too crazy with not too much going on. But with that said, let me take it to my co-host. Seems to be the co-host on Wednesday that rides with me. My man JP coming off that Inglewood, always up to no good. Host of the relatively fat and black podcast. I was on there a couple of days ago. We got to talk about boys hating on LaBar and the NFL. You know, they were hating on Eli Manning and uh, Jameis, two of my favorite guys. But that is what it is, man. Let me take it to my guy, heavy-handed Jay. JP, what's poppin', my man? What's good with you, Willa? Uh, shit, man, just trying to make it through the week. It's hump day. Um, you know, I, I, I tend to favor Wednesdays for some reason. I know that's weird. Most people like Fridays and Thursdays, <clears throat> but I like Wednesdays. Uh, Wednesdays, um, so I'm out here at my daughter's softball practice. I got to do that on Wednesdays. It's been a pretty busy day for me. But like you said, a, kind of a, a down time in the, on the boxing schedule. But we do got some good stuff, you know, um, the Vorchstick in action. And we're hoping that, you know, the cream rises to the top in the light heavyweight division. And <clears throat> so we got the nail in action. Looks to be fighting a guy we don't know, but to bring some clarity to the division. We had Beevil in action not too long ago. So <clears throat> looking for some clarity in that division. Um, Lamont Peterson retires. Uh, probably about that time. You know, just can't, can't beat anyone good anymore. And Conor McGregor, kind of the same thing. And we talked about it, man. Conor can't beat anyone in UFC. So now Conor's kind of resulted to doing exhibitions and probably in boxing for the most part. Because in USC, that punishment is too real. And he can't go in there and fuck around and take a, a L. You know, that L comes with a knockout or, you know, you getting beat up real good in front of everybody. Boxing a little different. So, <clears throat> Connor, you know, you got to do what he got to do. Pulev, now, the, it's interesting about Pulev is that he released a tweet saying that him and the, the, the lady that he kissed are acquaintance, they, they're friends, and that the lady even showed up at his after celebration after the fight, and, you know, they have a rapport. They're familiar with each other. But obviously, if this these charges are brought up by the lady, um, that wasn't true. I don't, initially, after when I seen it, they lean it to some kind of cultural appropriation, <clears throat> basically saying, you know, Pulev in his country, where he's from, I don't know what he is. But that's that's the cuff. You know, the optics of that thing, when he just kind of grabbed a chick by her face and laid it on her, very disturbing. A little disturbing, especially if she isn't ready for that. And by the looks of the video, it was like she was almost blown away. She's just laughing. But <clears throat> I think he should be uh, disciplined for it. That shit has no place anywhere. Can't do that. So if 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 they're not acquaintance, and she and she's not okay with it, then you know it's criminal. Because what the fuck is this guy thinking, grabbing a, a woman by her face like that and kissing her? You know that's that's criminal. So you know I'm ready to get well, into it. Yeah, definitely. We'll get into that. Look like uh, you know our sporadic host on Wednesdays, RC. He jumped in, then he jumped back out. Uh, mm-hmm. 
maybe we'll get another date that RC can can make it because he it's, he's been it's been tough these Wednesday these last couple of Wednesdays. But we'll, well, well RC young man, RC is young. I know that's why well, I'm not. Wednesdays is for old. That's why I let it happen, dog. That's why I don't yeah. really. I just I take my shots on the radio on, on here, but it is what it is. I'm not tripping. Ain't that big of a deal, yeah. you know? No doubt. You no know, doubt. He's still young. The, been drinking all week. Had to go to work. Down. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. We'll hold it down. We old. So yeah, let's get into let's get into a little boxing talk, man. Um, how do you say the guy's name? Alexander Golski, Golski, Gavorchdik. Gavorchdik, Gavorchdik. Call him the nail. Uh, the nail. The nail. Yeah, this boy's putting up his uh, his WBC light heavyweight title up against uh, Da Dodu. Dudu. This boy might. I hope his name ain't Dudu. <laughs> D O U. That's like Ud. So it's Dudu. Dudu. I don't know. Dudu. In Guba. In 13 and 8, 14 KOs, putting that up against uh, out there in the uh, on ESPN. Um, like you said, uh, Gaborski is a guy coming out the uh, Mother Russia, probably more than likely. I, I mean, he's coming out that USSR field, you know, that old Zangief, um, the cat from mm-hmm. uh, cat from Rocky. You know, he's coming from that uh, that area. One of these older guys. Um, that you know, coming up, coming from over there, trying to put in this, putting in some work. He's what was he, thirteen and zero or sixteen and zero? With uh, what did I have him at? I got his thing down here. He's uh sixteen and zero, yeah, with thirteen KOs. He's trying to make his push for the tight top uh, light heavyweight in the game. We know, you know, you've got Kovalev, you've got uh, Bevo. You've got uh, uh, what's my man's name? Uh, Better Beef. So really, all these niggas is from uh, Russia. Um, yep. From the Ukraine, Ukraine, Russia. Same, you know, same thing. Better Beef is from Russia. Kovalev, Russia. Bevo, Russia. And this guy, Gavokstik. This nigga's mm-hmm. from Russia too. It looks like he might be one of the. Well, no, Dmitry is the young guy. I'm trying to see exactly how old he is. But um, I've seen him fight a couple of times. Good, you know, pretty much the same as all these guys. Looks like he's got the skills to pay the bills. He's whooping boys, giving boys the, uh, giving boys what they need to hit. Let me, let me look at this guy. What do you think about this fight? I mean, this African guy. I've never heard of him before. Thirty-eight and eight, I believe. I said his record was fourteen KOs. So this is just some easy work that's going to be on ESPN. Um, let this guy get a show a showcase and be able to headline a card, man. As I look a little bit into this guy and see if I've seen him fight, because I I want to say I saw one of these Russian guys fight when I went to the Kovalev fight. I don't know if it was him, but I think it was. He knocked the motherfucker out smooth. I'm going to look into that and see um, as you tell us what you think about this fight, man. Oh, uh, well, I don't, of course, we don't know his opponent by name, the African dude, but African dudes are kind of similar to that unknown, like uh, Jaime Mangia, but not to the same extent, but every now yeah, and again, <clears throat> every now and again, 
like Ray Beltran ran into one of these Africans not too long ago where he, to me, clearly lost the fight, but they gave it to him. But Ray Beltran recently ran into some African that gave him a lot of problems. So, you know, you got guys like Dog Bay that have come around. A lot of these dudes be from Ghana. I'm not sure if this guy's from Ghana. But at times you, you get a real tough, you get a tough-ass dude who throws a, a hard right hand out of Africa. And that's about what they do for the most part. They, you know, they'll shell up, they'll take a good beating, and they'll go the 12 with you. Sometimes you get some that are better than others. But, you know, you don't really see them get beat up. But you'd have to assume for Gavostik, this is a course of showcase. Now, as far as Gavostik goes, I've seen him fight um, two to three times. And like you say, well, it kind of looks like, you know, looks very similar to, to B-Vol in style, if you ask me. You know, moves around. He's not the big light heavyweight. Like, light heavyweight, similar to the welterweight division. You got the big guys, then you got the smaller guys in the same division. Like, B-Vol is a smaller light heavy, where you got the big uh, Solovin Barreras and the, the Kovalevs, who are bigger dudes. So, you know... And Gavorshik falls on that smaller side of things. You'd have to assume it's a showcase. I think Gavorshik, like a lot of the Euro fighters that are coming over, has that good amateur pedigree. <clears throat> and what we've seen, that comes with a lot of fundamentals, of course. You know, you're going to have that fundamental base. But as they tend to go up the ladder, you know, the trailblazer of this is kind of, you could point at Golovkin or, or Kovalev. As they go up the ladder and the competition stiffens, you know, they, they 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 tend to not have many tricks in the bag. I mean, you even see that, and I, I love Gennady, but Gennady's going to do what Gennady does. You know, you, you know what you're getting out of him, especially at this point where he's, you know, not showing that concussive-type power. You know, Gennady's going to come in here and be very fundamental at this point. You know, uh, and same thing for all the others in Gavorstick, uh, alike, as as he goes up and the competition gets stiffer, you'll you'll see less knockouts, um, but you will see the the fundamentals on display. I expect this to be a you know a washing. Yeah, I expect it because yeah, at thirteen and zero, they're moving them along, but at a good pace. I think they're gonna eventually you're gonna see B ball and him pretty much fight for the for the. Um, the claims to the light heavyweight division. And those are the two guys that I've been looking forward to for a long time. And they're in my estimation on a, on a crash course to face each other. Well, definitely. So me, I don't really keep up with these Russian dudes that much, but now I'm, now I'm putting it all together. My man is the guy that took my guy Stevenson out the game. That's where, that's where the, that's where it's all coming from. That's his last fight. We saw him take Stevenson out the game. Um, luckily, Adonis Stevenson is doing well now, but this guy beat the hell out of Stevenson. So we'll see this African guy. Uh, I don't even know how to say his first name. It's it's almost like doo-doo. Which the, I, that can't be right. But he's, uh, he's from the Congo. He's from the Congo. So, you know, 38 and 8. You know, this ain't like Dog Boy who was coming up undefeated. This is a guy 38 and 8, so he's not even elite. But he's a French guy, so he's been fighting in France. Uh, so, you know, it's probably going to be easy work. They're letting, like I always like to say, you know, when you get your first belt, go ahead and get you a showcase. 
go ahead and get you a you know a showcase fight that you could show your skills and and re- and and relish in your new championship that you just won and be able to defend it. So I'm not mad at this. Like you said, hopefully we can see we can see the top light heavyweights fight, uh, especially the young guys. But you know, I'll I'll take them against Better Beef or I'll take them against Kovalev. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, Showcase City, ESPN. Um, I don't think there's too much to say about that. No, yeah, it's a uh, ESPN has kind of, if you ask me, kind of planted their flag on, as well as HBO had done in their latter days. They planted their flag on, you know, the type of fighters they want over there. You know, and I think I don't need to say very much more, but them teaming with top rank, you know, the the, the stable over there is limited, and you know, it's a limited stable, so. It's been a clear, to me, a clear concentrated effort to kind of tap in on that, the, the white fighter, you know, the, that demographic. You know, there's always, you hear this in boxing, the great white hope, the great white hope. <clears throat> Let me tell you something, man. If we ever do get a, you know, Kelly Pavlik was the close, closest thing we had in recent history. But if we ever get some white guy out of the Midwest somewhere and he comes in here kicking ass, you don't see boxing on the rise Big time, you know, because they they willing to give Gennady these big. The Fury even came over here and got a ESPN contract. Imagine if Fury was a United States bred white guy, you know. So boxing has been looking for this thing, but it's it's damn near like trying to find a unicorn. Well, it got Caleb Plant, but I don't know if they accept him. You know, being that well, he's got a sister on his side. They got, you know, you know, they got he, Caleb Plant. Well, he's a white guy, but his style is black as hell. His style is black as night. So he's like John that, B. That, yeah, you know, he he's he's kind of a conundrum. He's kind of an oxymoron or a conflict of interest because yeah, he's white, but his style is black as a motherfucker. Let me tell you. So that's kind of confusing for him. They're gonna have to figure that out. For sure. For sure. Let me uh. We got my man RCN. He came back with us. He came back to the show. So well, let's take it out there to Central California to take it to my man RC. RC, what's going on, man? We ain't been talking about much. Not too much going on in boxing. But we first started off with the, uh, however you say this fool's name, Gavotnik, Voxkick, whatever. Well, we're starting off with him versus uh, Dudu and Dukebu, WBC Light Heavyweight Championship on ESPN Saturday night. RC, anything on this fight? What's been going <laughs> on with you, man? How's it going? Well, if Vasek's fighting a guy named Dudu, I really don't have to comment much on it. It seems like it would be on your local celebrity deathmatch kind of a deal. No, but uh, I guess that's cool for the now to get back in the back in the game and see what he's looking like because he definitely has been impressed when he's been uh, out to the public and things like that. So definitely going to be checking that out. Not so sure if I'll be running to, to schedule my weekend around it, but I'll definitely have the DVR set for it. Um, right now I ain't, ain't shit, man. Uh, running around, just got some groceries, 
doing a few things in the town right now. But um, no, man, I I I just it, it's been a little slow, but things going on as we mentioned with um, the Lamont Peterson just I mean ugly stoppage suffered by the hands of Sergey Lipinets. I don't know, man. Yeah, we ain't there yet. We ain't there yet. Yeah. I don't know why Earl Spence didn't stop him like that. But then you got Conor McGregor uh, retiring and then having some sort of allegations at a a hotel, which he's a regular at. That's that's that proper 12, man, you know? Sometimes sometimes a little too much of that. But but number 12, we're having situations like that. But, um, yeah, I like the topics that you got going on here, but Ain't shit for me, man. I called in, and uh, this fucking baby's crying and shit at the grocery store. I had to, I had to get off just for sound purposes and quality and things like that. You got like some that. kids going to tell us about RC? Hell no. Ain't nothing to do I know with you me. short guys don't like to wrap up. <laughs> wrap up? I ain't never. Nah, man. I'm. 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 I'm yeah, you ain't never. Exactly. Where... That's what I just said. Nah, I'm just... That's what I just said. Nah, I'm just you kidding. ain't never. I'm self-conscious <laughs> enough to where I, 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 I put on two, bro. So RC yeah. is five eight, man. We got to stop calling RC short. He he didn't sent a picture of his ID. He is five yeah. foot eight. Now that you know, I you just write that on person. your ID, right? You know, uh-huh. you just write that. I seen I seen RC in, in real life. He was like D Will, and I loved him. Willis, and he was like, D. Will, I was looking around, and that fool was standing, standing right next to him. You know how you look? And I was like, well, I hit him. <laughs> he, he wasn't shit, in the line, huh? He wasn't in the He ain't shit. He was a goddamn liar. Hey, that's super, bro. That's good. Hey, yeah, that was the time when I'd seen you when you were when you was over there fanboying for Luis Ortiz after talking all that shit over the years. So, yeah, we got, we, we got some funny stories to tell on that day. They said, "Well, they say hey, RC said you over there looking skinny and shit." Skinny. Uh, we've seen it. Hey, me and Ortiz was the same size. That boy RC was like, "Damn, hey, you and our, you and uh, Ortiz, y'all damn near the same size." Mm-hmm. Nah, like, you were like, "Yeah, RC, bro." I was like, "From that angle, it might look like it." You know how when you're at that that angle, it's sort of like, "What are these guys saying?" But it's hard to tell. But hey, man, RC, you rocking with us, right? Or you got you got you, you got to make some moves, or are you on? Nah, I'm on the go, man. I'm rocking with y'all, though. Shit, I'm good now that I'm outside of the the fucking baby screaming and shit like that. So I'm good to go, man. Let's rock it. Yeah, that's, that's what happens when you're a baby daddy, man. But hey, we gonna we gonna take it to. Let's see, we got I a couple got no of calls baby. in here. Let's see who we got. Uh, let's take it to. Let's take it to my man Janelle. For some reason, these is probably both Janelle. But let's take it to Janelle, the first number, see if he's on. Janelle, man, all we talked about so far is the uh, whatever this fool's name. I have a hard time saying his name. Say his name, JP. Javorchdick. Javorchdick against uh, Dudu and Dubu for the WBC light heavyweight title. Janelle, what's poppin', man? Hey, what up, man? I just finished Spars. I'm driving home right now. Hey, Janelle, ain't Willa Will a, Will a small dude in person? <laughs> no comment. Yeah, no comment. Exactly. <laughs> hey, Janelle, hey, hey, Janelle's a little taller than me, but that, you know, I'm a little swollen. My shoulder's a little bigger than Janelle's. He oh, got me no. by the box. Oh, no. <laughs> hey. 
Hey, oh, man, I'm a little bigger than Janelle. I get Janelle with a super press. You know how uh, oh. the Ultimate Warrior used to do it, just super press them up? <laughs> Janelle's <stupid>. lightweight. <laughs> Let's, uh, hey, Janelle, just uh, let us know. You you interested in this uh, Gavorskis, however you say his name, Dick, fight against this uh, guy we've never heard of from France? Dude, uh, that can't be his name. I don't know much about Neva Guy, but I'm definitely going to watch the fight, though. Yeah, Gaborsh is the guy that put Stevenson in the hospital, retired him. Yeah, yeah, I know. I ain't know much about him. I know Simon is talking about him a lot. Simon predicted uh, uh, Stevenson lose the fight. Um, outside of that fight, I didn't see much on him, really. He's supposed to be a pretty sharp guy from what I understand, but I don't know much about him, to tell you the truth, so I can't really speak on the guy too much. But it's coming off the momentum, well, I mean, uh, um, um, he did throw in the so-called man at 175. Well, I don't think he was a man anymore, but he actually had the belt, so didn't he? But, so we're talking about the lineal champion. We, I need to give this guy his respect. I keep on forgetting that Stevenson was the lineal champion. So we're talking about the lineal champion. Let yeah, me but get come, this on, guy's name come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, dog. Come on, dog. Wartskit. Wartskit. He's Doug Kovalev for how long? Thank he you, Janelle. I, I don't give a. Come on, hey, man. I'm just going by lineal splenial, man. The lineal champ is Gaborskik now. All that, and all we'll that see what he does. All that paper belt should need to go. All that paper belt should need to go, man. And it's the perfect It's called lineage, why. man. Hey, it's called lineage. But this is, and this is a good, this is a good reason. Like I've seen a fight that one time against Stevenson. I haven't seen a fight that many times before. Then Janelle hasn't seen him fight too many times. So ESPN, they're doing a good job getting these guys out here, you know, even though, you know, they're from the other side, you know, even though, even though they're from the other side, they're still, you know, coming over here. ESPN is doing a good job of pumping them out. We'll be able to see them. He'll probably knock this guy out. He got two, uh, two, two bodies under his belt, you know, no disrespect. So we'll see how it goes, man. Anything? Anybody got anything else before we get to the next topic? I'll just say, you know, ESPN. I hope this don't backfire because they've they've gone away from what what, what have been their be- bread and butter for decades. You know, when when well, Roy Jones problem. carried. Yeah, but I mean, like you know, he alone, man. That boy ain't got nothing over there. Um, but they they've made a clear effort, and I get it. If we're talking about tapping into an untapped market for boxing, look, boxing always gonna have the brothers and our and our Mexican partners. They they are we both both those demographics will always be a part of boxing. But there's another demographic that's just on right there waiting. They used to be boxing fans. They tried to do the UFC shit, and then something just didn't catch like that. There's an untapped market. And you know ESPN is trying to tap into it, and it's the biggest market in the United States. Definitely, definitely. Well, let's get to the next topic. Hey man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Oh wow! Last week, last week after the show, we had uh, a pretty good fight on PVC. Uh, I think it was on Fox Sports One. A late fight. Um, it was supposed to come on, but for some reason it was coming on during the next show. I damn near didn't uh, get to record it, but I did, and I'm glad I did, man. Uh, it was a good fight. Peterson 
does what Peterson always does, and that's look good for a little bit, tire out, and start to get beat the hell up. And that's what happened. Peterson, I had him winning the majority of the early rounds. Um, he was looking well, all right, but he was getting – He, you say what? I'm having an announcement. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, you're not. Oh, but go ahead. Please do. Please do. On April twentieth, on April twentieth in the garden, it seemed like that Terrence Crawford fight, American. Um, I'm gonna actually be in the garden. I'm actually calling one of my guys I was just training with. He's fighting a guy who actually trains with John Jones in a kickboxing match, off of Glory. So just want to put that out there. Um, I'm Mark Glover. A big shout out to him. You know what I mean? Big shout out to Mark Glover. So you got a, you're gonna be his his corner man. I'm going to be one of those cornermen, yeah. The real question is, Ooh. if things get bad, will you throw in the towel just like Lamont Peterson's trainer did at the end? I'll jump in the ring myself. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> My guy. <laughs> well, let's say, yeah, yeah. Shout out to to all that, man. Hey, hey, Janelle, you're doing a lot of big things, man. You're an inspiration, you know, not to be gay or anything like that. But, hey, you're doing a lot of good stuff, man. I like to see what you're doing, dog. You know, I give you a hard time. You know, you have your things against African-American fighters, and, you know, oh, you're not man, really wow. that big of a guy. And, you you know, you are like a light, a, a lightweight. But besides that, man, you're my guy, <laughs> and we support you 100%, man. So, yeah, shout-out to your homie. What was his name again? Mark Glover. Mark Glover. Shout-out to Mark Glover. I wish y'all, wish y'all luck, man. Yeah, we don't want to see that Peterson because, yeah, let's get back to Peterson. Peterson, he looks he's good. Done. He's got he's the done. speed. Yeah, yeah, he retired. And we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna give him his proper, his proper due later on in the show. But limping it, I don't know about y'all, and we're going to take it to JP first to break to go with the fight, but <clears throat> limping this looks like he has a little bit, like, Maybe a a little bit of a chromosome might be missing. He has that look to him where he, you know, he might not be in his right mind. This guy, he's out here just getting tagged. He's throwing punches nonstop. You know, I it, it, I hate you, don't you got know. No That's just yeah, it's exactly. He's got the he's got like he may be like they might, you know what I'm saying? It might be something that they're not telling him. But he fought a hell of a fight. And he got he got uh, Peterson out of there. That was a smooth KO. Slept him. He was asleep on his feet. He running around. But he, I think I think in the eighth round is when he started. I, I don't think Peterson. It was like the eighth or ninth when he started. He didn't have his feet, man. But hey, JP, man, I I, I know you saw the fight before we um, before we give Peterson his proper due because he has retired. Go ahead and break that down. Break down that fight for us. How did you see it? Is limping it any good? Can he be a top welterweight, or is he just better than uh, better than Peterson, the gatekeeper? Yeah, I don't know if Peterson's even a gatekeeper status anymore. And it's just he's just too shop worn, man. Has taken too many shots, and it's just taken away from his ability to take shots. You know, he's just he's just taking too much, and the fight was beaten out of him. And it's just time to hang him up. I'm glad he did that. Um, you question whether Lippinets, I guess what you're questioning about Lippinets is, is he shop-worn or is he starting to show signs of, you know, like the, the 
the punches are taking a toll on his mental capacity. I don't know if it's that. No, 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 no. no. Be- That's not what I was saying. I was saying I think he might have a little bit of Down syndrome. Oh, okay. That I don't know. Um, don't know. But we did see, man, it's just so many levels to boxing, dude. And I, th- I still think that we're scratching the surface to figure it all out. So you got Lamont here, a guy that, you know, for the past decade, we've held at least in the top ten of the welterweight division. Get knocked out by Sergey Lipinets, who got beat up by Mark, Mikey Garcia, who we just seen get shut out by Errol Spence. So, you know, this breakdown, that, that kind of breakdown right there, it just says it's levels to it. Because you can easily take what I just gave you and do some math with it and say, well, damn, Mikey Garcia knocked out, I think he knocked out Lippinets. Did he knock him out? No, I, I don't remember. No. But, um, okay, but he beat him up pretty good. But Mikey Garcia got shut out. So how far away is Lippinets from an arrow spin? And then how far away is Lamont? You know, Lamont is far off the radar if, if, if Lippinets was able to do this to him. And I don't think any of us had Lamont graded that low. I don't think, you know, so I'm just happy Lamont's hanging him up at this point, man. I think we've seen the best out of Lamont when he lost to Arrow. I think that was really the last fight that Lamont probably tried to get get up for. Lamont has taken, you know, Lamont's fought a lot of dudes, has nothing to be ashamed of. He can go and hang his hat and say he had a, a wonderful 10-plus year career in boxing. He's a guy that, you know, we all deserves his respect. We should all tip our hat. And, uh, you know, the guy, he fought. He fought for us for over a decade. Uh, no shame there. No shame for Lamont. Uh, Happy, happy he made this decision because I'm sure he could have came back and taken another fight and took another beating. But I've I've noticed Lamont's speech start to slow down maybe for the past four years. And Barry Hunter, shout out to Barry Hunter. Look, man, you gotta know, you gotta know when to throw it in for your guy. I don't think he um he he held that that towel off in the Spence fight as long as he could. So Barry Hunter. He didn't want to do it, but he got to do it, man. You know, he loved the guy, and, and that's how it should be. So hats off to Lamont. Great career. I'm glad he called it when he called it. All right. Yeah, Jay, uh, uh, RC, man, did you get to check out the fight? What would you think? Um, you know, don't give us the spill on Peterson quite yet because, you know, we got to send him out uh, outside his boxing style. Yeah, I checked it out, man. Um it, it, you know, I always thought that Peterson was shop worn. I don't know. I didn't think that Lipinets was going to have enough pop to send him out the way he did. I thought it, it would have went to the cards, and I just thought that Peterson wouldn't have that that dog left in him to be able to get himself over the hump enough to pick up a W. So seeing him go out the way he did was really shocking. Um, just see, just just how bad he went down. You know, it looked like one of those fights where or those fighters, I should say. It was towards the end of a, a sad movie. And, uh, you know, when it comes to Lamont Peterson, he's well-respected by a lot of the guys in the PBC stable. You know, he's had his moments where he's looked good and shown some, some dog in him. Uh, a lot of Danny Garcia fight in the second half. Then he's shown some moments where you didn't know if he was going to be able to make it back to any kind of prominence when you've seen him get stopped by Lucas Matisse. So that third or fourth round. 
as bad as it was. Uh, you know, Lamont Peterson, he's always been a funny kind of off-brand dude to me. Um, his nonchalantness whenever he feels he's in a comfortable position to fight with his movement always just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But I never had anything against the guy. But to see him to go out by lipping yes the way he did, I mean, it just makes me question. I was joking earlier when I'm like, I don't know, if Earl Spence couldn't get him out like that, but lipping yes did, you know, raise the eyebrow. Obviously, Earl Spence wasn't trying to kill Lamont Peterson like Sergey lipping yes was yesterday. So, um, or not yesterday, this weekend, I'm sorry. But, um, you know, I just felt like lipping yes was a hungry fighter. He was trying to get him out of there and not have any sort of decision going to possibly shortchange him on the card, so he wanted to just take it out of the judges' hands, and that's exactly what he did. Hell of a performance. Yeah, hell of a performance. Now, I'm looking at his picture uh, right now of how he looked on this box wreck, and he didn't. Look, he doesn't look like the same guy. I take back that Down syndrome. That's the, he doesn't look like the same guy, so that wasn't Down syndrome. His face was puffed up. He looked crazy. I think that's that, uh, that science. And that's why he was able to just go so hard. Even though he did the same thing against uh, Mikey Garcia, he I think he just he came the whole fight. He tried at least, but he was getting his ass whooped. Yeah, it might be that he might have a little science behind him, but because he was coming hard the whole fight, Peterson's punches weren't even weren't hurting him at all. It was you know he was coming in. So let's take it back to Janelle. Janelle, did you see the fight? Um, what is your what is your I'll take on lipping it? Is he gonna be any good in the welterweight division? I don't think so. I mean, yeah, he stopped piecing. I know, I know guys like Simon was on the phone the other day with me. He was talking about well, like, he did what Spence couldn't do. Uh, Peterson um had the um his corner threw the towel on the um on the chair, or whatever. I'm like, okay, well Spence though Spence doesn't go looking for knockouts. He doesn't swing for the fences. He sets up his knockouts. He likes to break your guys down first before he knock you out. Oh, Olympic, uh, this other guy, um, he came out and swinging for the fences, of course. Yeah, that's not, that's not Spence. But, you know, Simon jumping out, oh, Spence's power is overrated all of a sudden. I mean, like, that's just nonsense. But, I mean, hey, man, Peterson's already, he was already a the fighter. He was already damaged goods. Uh, he was already damaged goods. Um, I'm just not quick to put this Peterson victory as far as seeing this guy's like a, he's a, He's legit welterweight now because he beat Peterson. Peterson's damn is good. And we all know Peterson hasn't been, I don't know, he hasn't been legit for a while, if you ask me. Peterson's best weight was 140. 147, he never really did much there. No, that's Not true. Here. He he, ha- he hasn't. So you think Lipinitz, he's just, this was nothing. This wasn't a big deal as far as him, you know, being able to hang with the bigger guys, such as Thurman, you know, Spence, Porter. Crawford, he has no no chance against any of those guys. We're saying, yeah. Say what? No? Okay. Say what? No, I was just I ask, no, I was just saying. Yeah, I was just asking. You were just saying that they don't. He has no chance against Thurman, Porter, Spitz, Crawford. He has no chance, chance against no. any of those guys. No, no, not not at all. I mean, he's gonna be a punching back for those guys. Mikey um, Garcia already Pitt, whooped them. We know where he at. Mikey whooped him. We know exactly. where he at. Question. Whooped him. How y'all feel about Garcia? Yeah. I feel about Garcia now. He chooses to stay at 147. I mean, this is what's going around. I mean, that's a, you think that's suicide on his part? 
He gonna he gonna get beat up there, man. He might give a few dudes oh, yeah. a run for their money. Um, guys like, he gonna get beat I up. Think like Thurman, I think guys like Thurman would really knock him out because Thurman likes to load up early. I think Thurman knocks him out. Mikey doesn't have the speed, strength, or athleticism for 147. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> you don't. He just don't. I got agree. It. Yeah, I, I I believe I'm a Mikey Garcia guy. I believe the same way. I think you know he had the skills where he could hold off the the smaller guys that were more athletic than him. But once the guys get are are get stronger than him and they're faster and they're bigger, his, his skills the skills can only take you so far. So yeah, Mikey did his thing. You know, if he stays at 147, I think you know, hey, we'll be this will be the end of his pound for pound reign. And uh, you know it's already it's already over being a top. Well, he's probably I don't know if he's top ten now. I don't know if we still give him put him up there after he got demolished by by Spence. I think I probably would since Spence also is a top five. Losing to a top five guy shouldn't kick you out the top ten if you're beating everybody else up. But you know after a couple of L's, which you would probably take, you know unless he fights the smaller guys, you know he might be able to hang around with the smaller. With the smaller guys, I think Porter probably whoops him, but you know Spence probably beats him. But the you know the 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 JB him and Garcia a good fight. Him and Danny Garcia yeah, a good Danny fight. Garcia maybe, uh, yeah the JB welterweight. I think he'll be able to, you know maybe not win, but at least show he won't get murdered and embarrassed like I agree, he, he I would agree. against the against the big dogs. I agree. So, yeah, it's it's a good name to throw around and to have. It's a good opponent. Uh, you know, good for dudes like Mikey and Porter. You know, him and Granados can mix it up. You know, so for the for the PBC stable, he just replaces Lamont. You know, Lamont was kind of that bottom contender in the stable at, for for the PBC welterweights. So he'll just take Lamont's spot. You know, and just add to the mix of things. Maybe you get him and Broner will be great. Maybe you can try to get Broner back on the scene with a win over that guy. But yeah, just just a good guy to have to be able to mix it up and you know go into roundabout you know with all the other fighters. Yeah, that's a damn shame. That's a damn shame. Um, but hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Another Alexander. This boy Usyk. He's dropped. I, I read that he dropped his belt. It said belts with the S. So that's the thing. Then I'm looking. It looks like he's dropping his WBA um, cruiserweight title right now. But the the word is pretty much is what's going to happen is he's dropping these titles and he's moving up to heavyweight. There was talk of him versus Joshua. Um, I think that is still. I think Eddie Hearns has said something of that nature that he could be fighting uh, uh, Usyk. That the WBA will give him some kind of special treatment. Uh, since he was the undisputed champ at cruiserweight and maybe give him, you know, the number one contender for the WBA uh, heavyweight championship. I think uh, I heard something like that. Uh, Usyk, last year he was uh, Outsiders. Oh, was it? Yeah, he was last year's Outsiders Boxing Podcast Fighter of the Year. You know, he was the undisputed cruiserweight champion. He was giving boys that work. Uh, he dropped Tony Bellew. Gave Tony Bellew that good that good work. Who's fought at heavyweight? Um, I think Usyk. You know he's got the skills, 
but he's another one of these guys that are from the other side. You really don't know how good they are when tested by, you know, supreme athletes. But, you know, Usyk is the real deal. Kenny, JP, do you think he has a chance to win any kind of heavyweight belt, seeming, seeing that, you know, Wilder is, has the belt and Joshua has the belt, you know, and he's a cruiserweight coming up? Well, Usyk has shown, you know, my my sample I'm using for this assessment is his fight with Joe Joyce. Um, and he, you know, he beat up Joe Joyce, but Joe Joyce was getting his too. What's going to happen with Usyk, man, he's just not going to be big enough to hold these guys off. And he's going to have to move a lot. If you use that Joe Joyce fight, you see how he got to fight. You know what I mean? And it's not going to be pretty. He'll be trouble for dudes. But somebody is going to catch him and hurt him. You know, I just think of the size, especially, you know, when he gets up to the real big dudes. You know, he'll be able to use his boxing skills, especially early on. But it's going to come down to conditioning and stamina for Usyk because he got to move to be effective. He can't stand in the phone booth with any of these guys. You're going to be like a, a Tyson Fury. I call it, a, you know, a heavyweight polymalinaji. I'm not too... In favor of seeing that shit. Look, I like boxing skills. I like watching a tactical boxer. But when you step in the ring and you, you your body looks like, you know, like you're about to destroy somebody, then you come out here and give me the Pali Malinaji show all night, I don't like that shit. You know, I, I, I don't want to see no big, strong-looking motherfucker do a bunch of cute, pretty shit all night. So that's just me, but I, I do like Usyk. I think Usyk has a mean streak. He's from that uh, Lomachenko camp over there with Lomachenko and his dad, and from that whole line of, you know, uh, amateur pedigree. And like all the other dudes, I'm sure he got the two-time Olympian. I'm sure that's on the resume, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, the, the pedigree's there, but, again, going up here to fuck, and you don't got big boy power. Now, we – we know Tyson Fury doesn't have big boy power, but Tyson Fury's a fool. He's the biggest boy. Just so he can take the punishment. You know, he's the biggest boy they got at heavyweight, I think. So when it comes to Usyk, who doesn't doesn't have that body mass and he has to really try to outbox dudes for 12 rounds, it's like, well, I just don't think it's going to happen. Will he give some dudes some problems, especially early on? Yeah, can he pick off a pick off one of these titles, the titles are held by pretty solid dudes. So, obviously, though, Usyk is saying, yeah, I feel like I could go up there. So, I'm interested to see how it plays out. More than likely, I would think Usyk's trying to get paid. You know, when I'm thinking about it, he's going to, he's a fighting cruiserweight. He's fighting guys nobody's heard of. Nobody's even heard of him. Only way he can make a name for himself is in uh, the heavyweight division fight these guys. I think... I think a good fight would have been him versus Miller. You know, that would have been a good way to come out. Miller, I think, Miller weighs 300 and some pounds, so he's probably the biggest. But he ain't punching that hard. So that would have been a good fight. We'll see who he fights. There's money to be made at the heavyweight division. He's seeing boys getting 20. The top guys, all the top guys looking to be getting well, except Wilder. But he could have got 20 million plus a fight. He's trying to get into that. So I think Usyk, uh, he's making the right choice as far as money-wise, but I don't know if he lasts. Janelle, what do you think of Usyk dropping his WBA belt and and that being the, the, 
the uh, pretty much letting us know that he's going to the heavyweight division. Well, I mean, again, heavyweight division, man. I mean, I mean, it's got a little buzz right now with Fury, Wilder, and Joshua. Uh, who, I, I, I use, of course, his um. I mean, his skill is there, but can he take a bomb from those big guys? And that's the question right there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, those guys hit pretty hard, man. I mean, a whole different ball game when you, you know saying, jump up and wait. And you start hitting those guys and, they, and they're taking your punch as well as uh, they're throwing shots at you. And even if it missing, you feel that shit hit your forearm. Or even if it missing, you feel the wind going by your head. And you're like, damn, that's some fucking hard shots because I, I, I mean, I mean, the guy's got the pedigree, but, I mean, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be I mean, it's gonna be interesting. I actually like to see. I would like to see it. Now, yeah, he beat Bellew and all, but again, Bellew himself was a blown up guy fighting that cruiserweight or whatever. You know what I mean? Well, let's just see. I think it's good for the sport. It's good for the division, definitely. Yeah, six, sixteen and oh, 12 KOs. You know, hey, I think this is good. We'll, we'll see what it does. You know, 200-pound man, I think he can punch. I think around then you're punching. You can knock anybody out when you're about 200. He could probably get to about two, two, 215. You know, he'll be the same weight as Wilder, but he won't be as tall. So, we'll see what he can do. Uh, he has skills. And, and Wilder got freakish power. His... Wilder got freakish power, though. Wilder's got freakish no, power. No, I know. No, I, 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 I mean, I'm saying he weighs as much like... as him. So, He's not hitting like Wilder. No, no, no. I'm not trying to say he's hitting like Wilder. I'm just saying he's the same size. And so, you know, the guys won't be able to put be able to push Wilder around the same way they'll be able to push him around. Probably be able to push Wilder around a little a little easier because he's so tall and skinny in the legs. So I don't I'm definitely he definitely doesn't punch as hard as, as Wilder. Nobody does. So I think the way to beat Wilder though, I mean you gotta lean on him. You got to do like what Klitschko did and, and, and Lennox Lewis made famous with him for Mando Stewart. You got to lean on him. Put that fucking pressure on the little skinny-ass legs. And you got to lean on him. I mean, yeah, it's not exciting. You Wilder? I mean, who's got to lean on him? It's got like Joshua. They got to lean on him. I think uh, Joshua, Joshua, because Joshua got the bulk. If he leans on him, I think he has a chance on beating Wilder, man. No, how does Usyk beat Wilder? He got to avoid that right hand. <laughs> he got to avoid that right hand. That's the only way. You just got to outbox him. Got to outbox him. You got to do it for 12 rounds. Uh, see, that's what I question. I do believe Usyk yeah, can uh, box circles around any of these dudes for five rounds. Circles, literal circles. But it's 12 rounds. And, like, you, you know, you equate – I like the comparison, like, in weight to him and Wilder, but I think the difference is people are fearful of Wilder's punch, so they don't come in as reckless. There's no reckless There's no reckless abandon when you're fighting Wilder because you're more worried about him hitting you. As in Usyk, guy's going to be like, fuck it, balls to the wall because the motherfucker got all the boxing stuff, so we got to put our head down and get in on him, and that's what's going to happen. And I just wonder, can he keep that shit up for 12 rounds with the big dudes? Yeah, I don't think you know. I don't think he can beat Wilder, but I think that might be an all right fight. He does have the skills to dance. Can he dance the whole twelve rounds? Fury almost did. I think he might be. You know, he's not a better. 
boxing wise, he might be better than Fury. You know what I'm saying? He might not be as he's faster, and Fury was just using his his you know his boxing skill. Usyk and Wilder, I think, would be a good fight too. He'd probably end up dead. But you know, as it's going, I think he would give Wilder a pretty tough time. Yeah. I tend to agree. Until he gets clipped. Yep. And that's the thing. Uh, You know, Fury was able to do it, but Fury looked like a a, a a beam of light from heaven went into his ass in the 12th round and got him up off the canvas. So, you know, it it was dangerous for Fury. In retrospect, you know, in hindsight, it's like, well, Fury boxed 12 rounds, but Fury's ass damn near looked to die in the 12th round. No, definitely. The Undertaker. No, definitely. Well, yeah. Shout out to Usyk, man. As you can see, we're all we are pretty much fans of him, and if not fans, we respect what he's doing out there. Like I said, he was our fighter of the year last year. Did the damn thing. Shut Tony Bell you up. So you know he'll how he always have a special place in my heart, man. But uh, on to the next. Hey, man! Fuck all that. Fuck all that. Janelle's boy, Conor McGregor, retired from the UFC. Right after that, there's more news coming out that he's been arrested for sexual assault that happened back maybe in December of last year. He was questioned in in January. Um, I think they just made the arrest not too long ago, maybe yesterday or something like that. The news just came out. Something happened in the hotel with the chick. You know, is this? Do you think JP? Do you think any of this had to do with his retirement? Do you think, um, like Janelle, or like we? I think we've already discussed that he just don't think he can, he got any big wins in the UFC. He doesn't want to get embarrassed again, and he well, knows that he got a big well, man, payday what? in boxing. You know, what do you think, JP? Uh, Connor's in a sticky situation, man. He's in a pickle because he can't he can't beat anybody in either sport. You know, he can't beat anybody good in UFC. He can't even beat the strikers at this point. That was always the thing with Connor. Uh, his strike game was, you know, top top, and you, but so guys would come in there and try to take him to the mat. Now you got guys like um. What's the kid that just beat up a Silva, Israel, and, and them type of guys who can beat him up with the hands too? And then Connor's money, I always thought, was coming on over here and taking that Malinaji fight, but he can't beat up Polly Malinaji. So <sighs> for guys like this, we always worry because we don't feel if they're if they're occupied, they're going to get themselves into trouble. And that could be what we see with Connor. I hope it doesn't happen. I love him as a personality in the entertainment business. I wish we could find a place for him. Maybe like um, he takes Jim Gray's spot and, you know, does post-fight or something. But I think there's a place for Connor. Too good of a personality. Needs to be a part of all this. But as far as being a competitor, he can't beat anyone. And he may find himself finding more trouble than he finds success outside of the ring. But what about a predator? You didn't speak much on that. Say it again, I'm sorry. I said, what about the predator? You said that he was a competitor, 
But what about these mm-hmm. allegations of, of him also being a predator? Yeah, see, I don't know a lot about it, man. I don't know a lot about it. Um, seems like one of those instances, uh, similar to Kareem Hunt, you got a woman alleging that he did this, that, and the other to him, to her at a hotel. Uh, you can look at it because I, I think our inclination when it comes to this in a very sensitive times, when everything's so sensitive, we don't even question stuff these days. If you know, we didn't even question Jesse Smollett in the beginning. So we in a real PC era, and so we not questioning nothing. Somebody comes out and say, "Hey, I got a plight. Somebody did that." Say, "Hey, we got you. You know, we caping for you." I. I'm going to go out on a limb for the first time because like everyone else in every other situation that have come out, and I think 2019 has gotten off to a start where we see lots of allegations towards people and, but come up where it's not completely true, you know? So I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I don't think Connor did shit to the woman, but we got to let, we got to let the facts come out. We got to let the story unfold. But Connor doesn't strike me as that type of guy. Connor strikes me as a playboy. Now, did this woman do some crazy ass shit and was getting belligerent in there? Kind of like what you see what probably happened with Kareem Hunt. That's what I believe. Because look, man, none of we're men. None of us, I'm sure, want to hit a woman. But we've all, I'm sure, we've all have been. Uh, you know, if you haven't had it happen to you, you know somebody who a woman can push an issue or or just be so disrespectful to the point where you don't know what the fuck to do. And our, all of our natural reaction when somebody is doing something that's harmful to us or, you know, is to respond violently. So I I, I really don't think um, Connor is out there trying to take no, take no woman's, um, you know, take no pussy from her or nothing like that or whatever the allegation is. I just think, you know, so there was some misunderstanding. Maybe he had to push her around, push her out the room, whatever it be. Um, but I don't think if, if we're leaning towards some allegation, talking about some rape or something like that, I don't believe it. Janelle, you got any take on that? <laughs> well, I mean, again, I got to go by only facts. I mean, there's no facts. There's no... um. It's speculation right now. I mean, I for one know like how a lot of women are scandalous. It's like you know what I'm saying. You thought you know what I'm saying. A lot of women try to get money out of the man, and the man's pretty wealthy over in Ireland. I mean, the money he made in America over there, I'm actually worth more in Ireland. So I'm not gonna comment on that. I'm gonna comment as far as him retiring. I don't think, he, know I don't think he's done. These dudes are are targeted by women, dude. They're targeted. Yeah. So yo, we gotta after all these that. years, as you know, what happened about the whole Tupac situation uh, back in '94, and now Alana Jackson came out last year, finally came out the Woodworth, and she mentioned and she mentioned like like uh, three other issues, uh, three other sissy state, uh, state now, and she changed up a story, like a three different times. It was on Glad TV, on Vlad TV, and it was like. And what she says now is not what she said back in 94. In 94, she said how Tupac shoved the head to the bed, and we do everything together, blah, blah, blah. And now she says some shit about how uh, she makes it seem as if like Tupac didn't know what was going on, as if he wasn't even there. So I'm like, hold on a minute. All right, the man went to prison for fucking damn near a year and shit. Oh, you making up all this? Yeah, I mean, 
it's just women trying to get money out of these dudes, man. So it's like I'm just not I'm just not quick to jump on and say that yo, 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 oh, this man's a fucking rapist. Oh, this man is this and this man is that. This man did that to a woman because like these women are just trifling. They want a quick come up. It is. I mean, it is what it is. So that's why I'm, I'm not gonna say he's guilty. I'm not gonna say he's not guilty. I don't know. I'll leave it. I'll leave it right there. Yeah, and everybody's able to to get off their. Um, everybody's caping for all kinds of plights these days, whether it be the the LBGT whatever community, whether it be women feminism. It's all kind of things out here that that are going down, and people are taking advantage of them. You know, in, in every way. So I'm feeling well, like there's is... been a definite increase in, like, athletes being targeted. Athletes are, and, and entertainers are being targeted, if you ask me. Well, yeah, we'll see how it goes. This is over there in Ireland, I think. So not exactly the same as America. You know, I think he was questioned a while ago. I think this is all, this isn't like a civil case at this point. I don't think we've heard from the chick. I think, you know, so we'll see how it goes. Like you said, there is no there's no proof of nothing. There is no, uh, you know, yeah, we don't know. So we're not going to say that he did it. I don't like McGregor, so I, I'm going to probably lean towards that way. But that's me knowing that I'm leaning towards that way, and we have no no goddamn uh, evidence. But as far as him retiring, Janelle, you want to speak on that? No, I'm, I think it's all a marketing ploy. And now with this situation, he's definitely not retired after this situation because, of course, he's got people with lawyer fees and shit. And it might be a settlement. And most but, likely, you know, you close it will to be a settlement. Sport, you close to the sport. Can he beat anybody over there is the question. Huh? Or can he you, beat you, anybody you, where in the UFC? It, yeah, can he beat any of those dudes? My understanding is that he can't. At 150, I mean, I mean, at 155, I mean, a fight with Cowboy Cerrone will be a big fight. It will be a big fight. It will be a very marked fight and very exciting because both guys are stand-up guys. And even a trilogy with Nate Diaz would definitely do big numbers because, because uh, both of those fights were all classics. So it's like, uh, uh, they were all classics. So, of course, a trilogy definitely will sell again. You know, um, a Cowboy Cerrone is another stand-up guy, but he has a ground game also, but yeah, he... He loves to use his tie boxing, so that would uh, it will sell because they're both very exciting. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think Connor's not. I don't think he's done. There's too much money on the table right now. He's still young. You know what I mean? But so let me he's ask you this: money. because the last few times we've seen Connor in the octagon, he getting his ass whooped, and if we see Cerrone beat the shit out of him, this can't then be good for. Yeah, it can't be good for his reputation. He needs It'll to be beat good for his somebody. It'll be good for his bank. It'll be good for his bank account, though. It'll be but, good for his bank so, account. True, true. It's, but it's still money to be made. It's still money to be made. That's why I don't see retiring. My estimation of Connor's personality—he ain't about just getting his ass kicked. See, guys with that bravado he he has, it ain't all based in money. It's based in like I'm an ass kicker. So why we? All out here witnessing Connor get choked the fuck out and beat up. I don't think that's okay with Connor, and I don't think Connor. But you know what? Don't be too hard on Connor. Okay, the guy he lost to never lost a round in his life until Connor McGregor in the third round. Connor won that uh, third round, and he never lost a round. I mean, I mean, a a 
nasty wrestler. A lot of guys don't want to fight the guy. And Connor took the fight off after a long layoff from from Gavin Gunn, and he still won around. Which again, no one has ever won around against him. No one ever has. So it's like now we're giving niggas. Now we're giving niggas love from running around. No, no, no. Uh, come on, Janelle. More I'm not, no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying more victory. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He fought courageously against a, a probably the most dangerous style form. A lot of guys that that fight, do not want to fight the guy. He tapped out and he didn't even have his fucking arm around his neck. He had his arm on his chin and he no, tapped no. out. If you know jujitsu, what he did, <clears throat> I forgot what it's called, but the way he had a grip and he, and, uh, he had... um. His palm down and his left arm was across the guy's back. It's called the Lotus Knuckle Move. No, I'm saying okay. The way he had the gable grip and he shoved um his left arm into his back or downward and the right arm across his back. It actually it's a it's like a nerve hole in a way. Trust me, he tapped for a reason. He couldn't breathe. Seriously, mm. it was on his throat. If you do just, oh, you know what I mean. I'm gonna take your word for it. I'm gonna take your word for it. But I mean, I didn't yeah, see Conor McGregor get choked the fuck out by uh, Nate Diaz, and I'd be looking at Nate, hey, Diaz, Nate Diaz like shit. I, I got some homies that can beat him up. I feel like. Hey Nate Diaz, <laughs> I tell you what happened in that fight. I tell you what happened in that fight with Nate Diaz, in the first match and the rematch. Conor McGregor was always known for loading up with the left hand and getting guys out of there. He loaded up a little too much against Nate Diaz in that first fight. He gassed himself out, and he got a desperate shot for a takedown against a guy that he knew going into that fight that he didn't want to play with on the ground. And Nate Diaz broke him down. He's known for wearing guys down because the guy has endless cardio. I sparred with Nick Diaz before. And I mean, those guys would go and go and go, and they would never slow down. But they look trash. Okay, in the rematch... In the rematch, like in the that. rematch now, in the rematch now, okay, Conor didn't load up at all in that fight. He didn't throw that one spinning wheel kick because into Wildcats as a gas guzzler. He didn't load up at all. He got the points, and and that's why he won the fight. In the first fight, he was just loading up, trying to get Nate Diaz out of there, and he couldn't knock him out because the guy is durable. According to Andre Word, who actually grew up with the Diaz brothers, and they was always sparring together since they were fucking kids. That those guys get in there and they spar and they do more than hold their own against fucking world class boxers. Andre Woods, I reckon, is saying, and Virgil Hunter, that, that we prepared for our Chad Dawson. Nick Diaz was his primary sparring partner. So I tell you, those guys boxing some serious boxers, man. I mean, those uh, guys yeah, got I some was, serious boxers. I think they nah. probably got a little money for that, though. Uh, Wars, my guy. I'm but telling I'm not you, everything I was, Wars, man. That's, I feel you. Uh, I, I feel you. I'm telling you. I don't I believe it. I'm part of Nick Diaz, man. I see Nick Diaz handle What did he do? Boxes. Did you knock him out? Did you knock him no, out? No, no, he knocked him out. But I'm saying he gave them some serious work. He gave them no, some serious work. No, you said you with him. No, he knocked him did out. You spar with him? Oh, why you didn't knock did. his ass out? Not. Did he give you work, Janelle, or did you? I mean, oh, did you hold him to figure four? Oh, he got you the figure four leg lock. Honestly, I'll be honest. His jujitsu was better than mine. I'm not gonna lie about that. His jiu-jitsu what did he do? Put you in a sharpshooter or some shit? Come he on, Janelle. He did submit me with he um. Submitted you? He called me a rear naked choke. Yeah, he did. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. Oh, he ain't laughing. Ain't no, 
We ain't laughing. Ain't no shame on game. You can just pick that nigga up. He only weighs. He only weighed 155. You should have picked that nigga up and jumped no, on no, your back. No, no, wrong, wrong. He walks around like he walks around like fucking like 190, 195, 200. He uh, fights at 170, easy, but he sucks. Well, I walk around 212. You was on your back. You Yo. was on your stomach, and he choked you out on on. He was on your back. Company uh, circled around and took my back. He got his hooks in, and then he got a choke Damn. in. Damn, boy. Ain't no shame, I get. Yo, was I'm telling you, work? he's a legit. Did he easy work you or was it did, did you at least give him something? Of course, I gave him something. Yeah, of course. Again, that was one time okay. he submitted me. But hey, the guy's a legit black belt under Caesar Gracie, man. He's a legit nah, black belt. I, I'm that just guy giving you a hard time, man. I don't no, want to no fight doubt, these niggas man. on the ground. I'm just talking about straight up hands. How was your hands against his? Can he see you when straight up hands? Then that's what I'm asking. You, you know, niggas his only go to the ground when good. their hands don't work. Nah, 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 Miss Hands, yeah, I'm saying he got good combinations, man. He's got a serious uh, boxing slept. background. Oh, uh, no, nah, 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 I ain't knocking him out. He ain't knocking me out. I ain't knocking him out. There it he is. He has better fucking. He has serious cardio, man. He does not, you know, that dude does not slow down at all. Him and Nate, hey, they would just go nuts. Was Nick? Yeah, Nick. I never sparred with Nate. Nick I met him, but I never sparred with him. But they're just alike. Well. Much respect, much respect. Yeah, much I'm just saying, like, hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. A kind of waste a lot of energy, throwing spinning wheel kicks and loading up too much. And he couldn't knock him out. And that's why he got gassed and got desperate and shot for a takedown. And Nate Diaz is a master jujitsu guy. He's like fucking, he's nasty on the ground, man. All right. But that's kind of the problem. He was always loading up too much. At 145, well, we'll, we're knocking guys out with one straight right, a left hand, but not at 155. Yeah, cool. Well, we'll take it to a guy that didn't have any any proof of sexual assault, to a guy that pulled the sexual assault right on, right on the interview, when a uh, Pulev, in the middle of the interview, grabbed this, a chick name was like Jenny Sushi, you know a. Chick, she's. I guess she's pretty. She doesn't seem like she got a lot of makeup on, but she got. She has some big old lips, and you can see him looking at him the whole time. She asked him a question about fighting Fury, or somebody, or, or Anthony Joshua, and he grabs her face and gives her a big ass kiss on the lips, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah," something like that, and, and, and walked off. She looked. She looked crazy. She didn't like it, and she's now filing. You know, doing some kind of taking some kind of suit. I don't know if it's a criminal or civil suit against. She wants uh, she wants some payback. JP, did you see that? And uh, well, I know you saw. You talked about it at first. How do you feel about that again, man? Break that down for us. You know, can should men, grown men, be on there just kissing, <laughs> kissing women on a bunch of guys just grabbing their face and kissing them? That's out of line. Yeah, man, and you know the grabbing of her like that bothers me too. Like, you just can't grab somebody and do that. You know, that's really looking like some barbaric type shit. You know what I mean? Really looked at barbaric, and it, it looked like you know he is capable of doing things like that. Even worse, you know what I mean? But he did release a, a, a statement on Twitter. I don't know if you caught it. And he said, him and the lady, our friends, have had an existing friendship. 
Um, she even attended his after fight celebration where they continue to enjoy one another's company. So it looks like Pulev was saying, you know, he, he was good with it. I mean, and she was good. And in the video, she, she did laugh. I don't know if it was an uncomfortable laugh or, you know, the context gets lost there, but it was a laugh. It wasn't like, she was like, Oh my God, I can't believe you did that. She didn't do that. She kind of laughed awkwardly and I wasn't able to really tell if she was, Offended by it or just shocked that he did it. <laughs> yeah, let's. But JP, let me read it but, for it. Let me read the. Uh, yeah. I pulled up the tweet. The the tweet. Let's read it. See what he says. He says, uh, "To my fans, you you may have seen a clip of me kissing a female reporter following an interview after I won my fight Saturday night. The reporter Jenny, the report. My fault. The reporter Jenny is actually a friend of mine, and after the interview." I was so elated, I gave her a kiss. Later that night, she joined me and my other friends at my post-fight celebration. On the video, uh, on the video after our kiss, we both laughed about it and thanked each other. Uh, there really isn't nothing more to this. Cool, Brad. So, so I don't know, is, maybe. Though, I don't have, I have some female friends, but ain't none of us, and, and that's why I said we got to hold out a caveat for some cultural appropriation here. I don't know whatever type of Russia, Lithuania, wherever the fuck Kubrat from, if that's customary. Look, I don't think so. I don't think that's the custom, that you just grab a fucking woman's jaw and lay a kiss on her. Now, I don't know what kind of friends you are. I don't got them kind of friends. You know, I know there are, there are different types of relationships people have in, in, in different countries, you know, people do kiss on the cheeks. I was uh, once involved in some conversation. I think it was when Tom Brady was had kissed his son in the mouth, and it was all that discussion about, you know, should dads be kissing their sons in the mouth? And I come to find out in other countries, in Italy and things like that, hey, a 40-year-old man is kissing his father in the mouth still in some places. So, But for my eyes, it was pretty damn disgusting. Um just terrible, and I, I I think it borders criminal, borders criminal action. Yo, what up? Hey, oh my, yeah, what? my. Hey, Janelle, did you have you seen that? Uh, did you see that clip? I seen what clip? The clip J, uh, JP was talking about what Pulev kissing the chick. He's kissing no. a chick. Yeah, no, I guess you ain't seen it where, you know, he's doing in the middle well, of the Clark, interview, he kiss he, he he grabs the chick and he kisses her in the in the mouth and now she she wants a little payback. A payback. Oh, is that so? Well, um yeah. I again, I didn't see it, so I can't really speak on it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. Well, I think that's I think that's probably where we're ended tonight, man. I didn't want to go too long. We got we we also had Spencer and Crawford. They talked about that, but we can talk about that on uh, Sunday. Keep a little stuff, uh, keep a few things to talk about because ain't shit going on. But before we get out of here, um, JP, anything you want to say? Uh, when when's the next show? Which y'all gonna be talking about? What's the word? Oh man, y'all know what's up. The relative. We're going to talk about some Smollett. Um, 
shit, what's a, what else did I have on deck? I can't think of the, the topics that I'm kind of accumulating, but we're definitely going to talk about some Jesse Smollett getting off with, with no charges. I don't know how that happens. But, um, yeah, look out for us, man, the Relatively Black and Fat podcast. Y'all come on over, man. We'll be over there. We have we have some fun, and we talk about things other than boxing on that side of the town. So it's all family. Come on through. Check us out. Relatively Fat and Black podcast. For sure, for sure. Well, that's how we're going to end it. want to thank Janelle. Shout out to RC. Um, Lamont, we'll give you that official outside of the boxing podcast um, retirement celebration that we usually give. We'll give you that on Sunday. You know, keep a few things because, you know, these are the dark days of March. Not much going on, but we'll see. We'll see y'all on Sunday to break down the fight and to talk about anything, any news or any other foolery that's going down in the boxing game. Outside this boxing podcast midweek show, we'll catch y'all on Sunday. Love Talk Radio. Boxing, 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 boxing. You're tuned into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, boxing, boxing. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.